fresh out of a bugbear encampment, coming to you from the West Cabin. This is Dyson Pipes for the week of February 3rd, 2019. I'm Brian Highcrest. Hey, what's up? We're already in February. February. Do, do you think many people survive and escape from a bugbear encampment? No. Probably not. So no. to live to tell. Bugbears are the worst kind of bug. I thought they were bears. Or bears. They go both ways. They do. Oh, God. I fucking hate fuck bears. Uh, it's February, the month of love, as they say. Oh, yeah, Valentine's Day. Yes. Um, let me check the calendar real quick. Do you think it's possible we are releasing an episode on Valentine's Day? No. We are not. Shit. No. We're the 17th. Yeah. Wow. Math freak. You know what I hate? Come on. What do you hate? The word February. It's February. I hate it. You should roll. It's not February. It's February. (laughs) Did I say February? You said February. You know what I hate? The month and word February. But no, you shouldn't roll because I'm only teasing. Most people say February. What'd you get? What'd you get? What'd you get? 10. You would drink. We're off to a very sluggish start. Ooh, delicious. <clears throat> this is fucking yummy. Uh, we just came off of a great gameplay session, but yeah. we were a little fatigued. We've been in here for hours at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good D&D stuff coming your way, and theoretically some good Warhammer stuff. We're going to record that gameplay next week. Yeah, so that'll be out before this episode. Yeah, and I have a great myriad adventure set up for that. Good. I feel like the the side adventures and like the the distracting shit mm-hmm. is lacking in Warhammer. Yeah, you know what's not lacking in Warhammer? Ooh, your accents for characters. I love them. <laughs> I'm a big fan. <laughs> Grell, maybe while my least favorite to produce, my most favorite to play. Yes, I love him and Boots. Boots is great too. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. fair. Boots and Grell are gonna be a lot of fun together. Yeah, oh, I can't wait to purposely go out of my way to make sure that they talk to each other and then you have to do voices and editing and right yeah it's gonna be fun yeah i'll just explain the conversation <laughs> you can't defeat me <laughs> what's going on with you anything new uh no i realized that um you said february is the month of love oh yes yeah so i'm sure this february i'll be buying my wife something very nice for a valentine's day and i have a feeling that she'll be buying barry something for what? valentine's day i think there's something going on Okay, <laughs> I don't know if I want to get into it here, but I, I, there there might there might be something going on. Okay, all right. Why do you think there's something going I'm on? I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. We might have to dive into this another. Why would Barry have any contact with your wife at all? I don't know, but why is it that Barry was sick? My wife was fine, and all of a sudden, my wife is like very sick. She caught it from you. No, I haven't been sick since like three weeks ago. Barry was sick more recently, and now. I tend to get viruses that have a very low incubation period. Oh, uh-huh. okay. I just, you know, I have amazing genes. So, so like Levi's. Yeah, yeah. Levi Strauss yeah, yeah. company. 514s. Uh, all right, so paint the picture for no, me. No, I don't know if I want to. Oh, okay. Nope. Nope. Cat's it, out of the bag, though. You know, it, it is weird. Then I have an awkward conversation when uh, Monday rolls around. <laughs> It is weird that I have not seen Barry. No, funny. It's been like, what, two weeks? Yeah. I didn't see him last week either. Yeah. Something fishy going on. 
Hmm. Is there any way to track his ISP address to see if it's coming from your house? How does he even know where you live? He's only been here to the West Cabin. Yeah, I don't know. Some fuckery going on. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. We're going to dive into this, and I guarantee you I'll have, I'll have a better understanding next week. And then we're really going to open this up next week. I'm just, I'm just putting the feelers out there. I think there might be something going on. So the week of Valentine's Day, what happened? Um, oh, the, the episode that's going to uh, precede Valentine's Day is where we're going to lay it all out on the table. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just dropping, just dropping a nugget right now. What was that TV show? Was it called Cheaters? Where the very serious guy caught the guys cheating on the girls. Oh, yeah. And then the dude ended up getting like stabbed. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking serious. And then I the show got canceled. That's when I thought the show was just getting good. Yes. <laughs> but no, they cancel it. Yeah. I love the idea of like this guy with just scars all over him, two eye patches. <laughs> like he's just systematically being dismantled. Mm. But he's still gonna catch them cheaters. No fucks to give. That was a great show. You'd always like catch him making out yeah. like behind like some shitty fucking restaurant. Like you're cheating on your wife and you're taking your new girl out to like Ruby Tuesdays. Like, yes, come on. Like dude. a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Listen, all you can eat salad bar. And the potatoes that are made from powder. They do box potatoes. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Gross. Gross. I'm sure it's a potato product. No, I'm sure it isn't. I'm sure it's just fucking dust in water. They turn it to paste and they're like, oh, potato. Aren't mashed potatoes mostly just paste? Mashed potatoes are fucking delicious. You have to make the mashed potatoes the way Gordon Ramsay makes the mashed potatoes. With the ricer? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's like no joke. I messed with that for the first time uh, last month, I think. I was visiting some family, and they had a ricer. I was like, can I please try this? Yeah. So I made mashed potatoes like a pretentious asshole. <laughs> Very creamy, though. Yeah, they come out delicious. Speaking of which, we had a nice little dinner party the other night. That was some of the best prime rib oh, thank you. I've ever eaten. Um. And the salt potatoes, my favorite thing in the world. I've never seen that. So I'm going to the store this weekend, and I'm going to look for salt potatoes. Delicious. Can, can you explain what that is? Because I think for a majority of listeners out there, they don't understand. Yeah, what I the think fuck it's a salt very potatoes. like super regional upstate New York thing. Basically, uh, like when you buy potatoes in the sack, uh, the paper sack, it's that, but it comes with a gigantic packet of salt, and you pour the the taters into the water. And you pour this tremendous amount of salt into the water. Uh, but the potatoes don't come out salty. They come out like sweet. It's a very strange chemical reaction that occurs. But why wouldn't I just take potatoes and dump them in fucking water with my own salt? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think because they like have concocted scientifically the most perfect proportions. So they know. They know that. Through trial and tribulation. Okay, not trial and error. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> trial and tribulations. Uh, yeah, so we did that, and then, uh, well, and then we came out to the West Cabin, and uh, it was retrofitted to be a hangout spot rather than a recording location, and uh, mm-hmm. we played mm-hmm. an interesting game of Cards Against Humanity. Yes, it was very fucking awkward. Why, why was it awkward? Well, our friend Carlos was here. And mm-hmm. for long-time listeners, they know that Carlos is the Spanish man who has a boat. Or doesn't have a boat, but knows how to operate one. <laughs> He's a motherfucking captain. He is. Admiral Carlos. 
well, Carlos came here and he drank. Where's the? What do you want? The uh, the, the McClellan. Right there. How 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 much is missing from that? Uh, half a bottle. All right, so he drank more or less half a bottle of McKellen's McClellan. McClelland. Macaulay Culkin. On the Dyson Pipes podcast, when you fuck up, nah, this is Warhammer rules. Okay, can you pass me the No, time? no, no, we'll, we'll go okay. D&D rules. Uh, so when you fuck up a word, uh, we're going to do D&D rules. So you're going to roll a D20. Anything greater than a 10, you are saved. You do not have to drink. Still no glasses. What do you got? 11. Why did your mailman honk the horn? Like, are you supposed to run out of the fucking house? Why would the mailman honk the horn? Put the shit in the fucking mailbox. Hold on. This is turn this is turning into something special. You're actually going out there. Now I'm curious to say. You know what you should do? Don't go to the mailman. Just go to the front door and let the dog out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Brian's lumbering up the driveway. Mailman opening up the door. Can't be bothered to step out. Can't even get out of the mail truck. Brian's very excited. He has some sort of package. Mind you, he left the doors open to the west cabin, so now it's fucking freezing in here. Oh, he's got a really big package. <laughs> Brian just does not know what direction to walk in. I can't believe we're still recording. A lot of editing on this podcast. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. All right, there was a lot of dead air because I think I was just fucking blown away by the exchange that took place. So your male person... Your mailman is so fucking lazy. They couldn't even get out of the mail truck. <laughs> you got to go walk all the way up there. All the way up there. I think you're going to need that. So let, let's kind of re, let, let's just reenact what just took place. First of all, what did you roll? Because we were distracted by the mailman. 11. Okay, so you're good. Um, so mail truck pulls up. Hehe. <laughs> You actually, I'm amazed. You you got up. You decided to <laughs> greet the mailman. <laughs> I, did, at the it, mail I truck. did it for the show. <laughs> did you get anything good? No, a box that wasn't necessarily for you. So it has like no. No, it's for my wife. Ah, so that's that's whatever. Not it's useless for you. Yes. Okay. So the mailman disrupts the show. You then exit the west cabin. Gingerly walk up the driveway with you did not make haste no, trying to get up. To I the was mail thinking truck. about running to be goofy. <laughs> that would have been funny. I, I think I refer to it as lumbering because it looked like you had zero interest of actually making your way to the mailman. <laughs> then the mailman couldn't even step out of the fucking truck to greet you. Well, there's a trainee. Oh, it was very weird. So I I see this blonde lady. It's not the Russian mail lady, man. Okay. Um, and she's like, oh, hello. And she hands me this tremendous box. I'm like, oh, thank you. And all of a sudden, the Russian mail lady man pops her head out from the back. Don't worry about the notice. I, oh, okay. 
I'm not what? worried. I'm not. Wor- I don't know. What are you getting sued? <laughs> <laughs> what notice? You haven't paid your taxes. Uh, but they, they turned the truck off. They probably thought that you were going to have to like take your time getting out there. Oh, uh, maybe. Don't want to waste the uh, gas. No, 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 no. Well, that was interesting. Uh, all right, so you rolled an eleven, so you're good. Uh, what, what are you drinking, by the way? Mc- McClellan's. Thank you. Fuck McClellan's. This is the Highland. Because they, they have, like, different variations. I think that's how McClellan's does it. Yes. So this is their Highland. And that cigarette. was actually a gift for Carlos that he left here. A drunk fucker. <laughs> so he polishes off half a bottle of the McClellan's. Yes. Which is very good, by the way. Yes. I'm, I'm drinking it's that, too. It's very smooth. Yes. And sweet. It, yes. it has a nice sweetness to it. Um, so go ahead, please. Uh, so so the, the captain, Captain Carlos. The, the, the captain. Uh, usually when they... This is uh, the second or third time they've come out to the West Cabin. So usually when they're out here, we break out cards against humanity. Because it's an easy game where you can kind of bullshit with each other. You don't really have to pay attention. And it is funny. It's a funny game. Unless you're playing with the captain. And the captain drinks too much and he goes from that really happy to really angry. Very angry. Really angry? Extremely angry. I don't know. How many times did he threaten to hit you with that bottle? (laughs) He threatened to concuss me with a Maker's Mark bottle. Yes. Uh, three, I think. Yeah. Three separate fair. occasions. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, anyone who's ever played Cards Against Humanity, it's a fun game. It's not like, you know, uh, like triple X rated or I'm not sure what he was looking for. I think he wanted it to just be like grossly perverted. Yeah. And it just did not meet his expectations that he had set right. for himself, which is bizarre because we've played this game with him before. This is not the first time that he's ever played this game. So he knew what to expect. Right. But I think it was his drunken stupor that just put him on a whole nother level. Yeah, and he could not understand the two rules of the game. Mm. Rule number one, the person reading the black card takes all the white cards and then reads the sentences and picks the funny one. Right. Rule number two, if you're not reading the card, you pick what... Ending to a sentence begins with the black card that somebody else read, and you hand it over. That's it. Simple. Those are the only rules. Wait, so you mean to tell me that that when you're reading the black card, you don't then look at your white cards to see right. how you complete a <laughs> right, sentence? Right, exactly. Okay. Yes. And uh, he couldn't read because he was drinking too much. He could <laughs> not put a <laughs> sentence together. Uh and then I just started having fun with them. I'm not sure if you were still here for this part or not, but I just started collecting random cards and just, no, you take these. Yes, he and had <laughs> a stack of like 70 <laughs> cards at the end. And he was so proud. Yeah. He looked so proud holding these cards. But he had a secret weapon. He had a secret weapon? To combat his drunkenness. Oh, my God. Was that, by the way, was that before or after he did four double shots? Of Habusake? Of Habusake. Uh, during... We learned one thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's rewind. Captain, Car- <coughs> Captain Carlos shows up to the house, and he said, I'm not going to get drunk today. Uh, oh, oh, I was hold like, on. Those words came out of his yeah. mouth? And I was like, okay, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get drunk. He's like, no, no, no. I brought something. And he breaks out these smelling salts <laughs> that he's convinced <laughs> through some wizardry, despite how high his blood alcohol content is, mm-hmm. if you sniff this, it will reduce that. Immediately. Brings you right back down to sober. Weirdly, when you're slightly buzzed, it works. Yeah. When you're fucking hammered from a gown of McClellan's and Habusake pit viper sake. Yes. 
It doesn't work so great. No. And let's not forget about the 1792 that he was drinking earlier. Oh, God. Yeah. And he, I, I made out like a bandit at this dinner party. You scored big time. You brought a bottle of wine, mm-hmm. uh, which I cracked open at a fire last night. A little fire. Oh, good. Good, yeah. good, good. Uh, delicious white wine. I'm not going to belabor the point because nobody here drinks wine except for me. Uh, but he brought a bottle of 1792, and I gave him, a, I gifted him a bottle of this McClellan's. Now I have all the alcohol. <laughs> it's all still here. Yep. He also brought that bottle of coconut Ciroc. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting about that because I'm not a chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's also a bottle of coconut Ciroc here. I'll find something fun to do with that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I have one. I, I stole it specifically for the show because I, this this show is all I ever think about in perpetuity in my real life. So I stole one of these and I pretended to use it. Because I wanted to use it on the show. Ah, uh, very smart. And I'm not. I think maybe the next time I fail a roll to drink, I'm not going to make you do it because you had a really bad experience with this, and I don't want you to do it again. Dude, I thought my <laughs> right eyeball was coming out of my head. I thought my right <laughs> eye had liquefied and was just just like grease. So when pouring you, out of my my eye socket, when you pop these smelling salts and you take a whiff, it's so weird. Sometimes it goes right to the eyeballs, yeah. like the back bottom of the eyeball. Yeah, because it works its way through like your sinus cavity. Yeah. And sometimes it goes to your throat. Mm. Sometimes you're lucky and it's both. But you almost fell out of your chair. Dude, I was punching myself in the (laughs) face to try to get rid of it. I just could not get rid of it. And Carlos's lady friend kept saying, can somebody check on him? I think there's a problem. (laughs) I just remember, (laughs) I think I heard her say it three times and nobody checked on me. (laughs) I was just dying under the table. (laughs) It might have been because that was probably the seventh one that I had done over the period yeah, yeah. of an hour. Yeah, we were really excited about these things. I did like four of them. Yes. I think... I he think showed I, up with 30 and he left with six. Yeah, dude. That was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Just cracking smelling salts the whole night. Uh, yeah. And it's also important to note that when we came into the West Cabin, Captain Carlos had the audacity to sit in your seat mm. and we fixed that real quick. Yeah, yeah. No, we got him to move. <laughs> we got him to move. He moved to a proper chair. I had my seat. You, unfortunately, you were misplaced, but yeah. you were sitting next to the missus, so that, that worked out good. And uh, yeah, I think it gave both of us a solid... A what? Fuck. Solid. Excuse me. What? Ah! I put... Hold on. I'm disoriented. I think it gave both of us a solid viewing position, 13, uh, of Carlos and his fuckery. Yes. Because that's basically, I think, what it boils down to. He was listening to Justin Bieber. It was very strange. Yeah, and like weird rap. Yeah. Shit was getting fucking, yeah, it was It was bizarre. It was not a very comfortable setting here in the West Cabin. No, no. And you, you know how like when you want to play like a funny song and maybe you'll let it play for like 10 seconds or whatever just to kind of get the humor out yeah. of it. And then that's it. You shut it off and you move on. No, he was like not the really driving the point home. Like the song would stay on like three quarters. And just when you're you're finally into the song, you're like, all right, whatever. Just when you're like, I'll listen to the end. No, he would shut it off. Yeah. So you just couldn't enjoy it. Could and then he it. fell out of the white, uh, the West, fuck, out of the West cabin. You were going to say the White House. <laughs> we're very presidential. Uh Oh. 17. That was a good roll. Yeah. I think just tracked the entire width of the table. Uh, So uh, we're drinking McClellan's. Yes. Uh, I am smoking... The last little itty bit of this Molto Dolce. What pipe is that? Is that that Nording? Yeah, my Nording. I like it. Uh, 
partially rusticated. Ooh. Uh, what are you working on over there? I have some Orlick Golden Slice. I'm about to pack another pipe because I've been smoking this for a while. It's almost done. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. I have the Orlick Golden Sliced in my Atello 614, but I'm about to break into a little Peterson nightcap oh. in my fucking Mega, which is and, monstrous. And the night on a, on a high note. Yeah, yeah. I love the nightcap. Very nice. Tastes uh, identical <laughs> to the Dunhill. So if anybody, like an idiot like me, went out and bought like 15 tins of Dunhill nightcap, fear not, you can just go and buy the Peterson version. If you close your eyes, you would never know the difference. Right. Just put that in the Dunhill tin and then sell it. Holy shit, dude. That's a good idea. I'm going to do that. I'm going to glue it with the fucking, the double bonding glue that you used for your glasses that didn't work. By the way, you have uh, new glasses yet? Nope. Thanks for bringing it up. Still don't have glasses. We're going on what? Three weeks? Yep. Three weeks. February 4th is my appointment. Uh, what happens when they call you the morning of February 4th and they're like, uh, he's sick again? Yeah, I'm fucked because I had to renew my license. You do it in the mail. You don't have to go. I have to do an eye test. Since when? I renewed my license. I did it right in the mail. You just fucking pay and fill out the card and mail it in. They told me I had to do an eye test. They fucked you. Can't you just bring the card from your eye doctor? Yes, but I had to go see the eye doctor for uh, that to they're happen. They're scumbags. They they fucking they fucked you. They got me. They fucked you. Well, you know who didn't get get today? What? Who didn't get get? You said they got you. I'm trying to stay present tense. Do you know who didn't get got? Is that what they say? Yeah. All right, I'll vote for that. Didn't get got me. Fuck ten. <clears throat> uh. No, you said you were oh, using okay. it. Uh, I can't, dude. My fucking eyeball almost exploded out of my skull. <laughs> uh, for those listening out there, as I rolled the 10, Brian is trying to pawn off the smelling salts on me. I have to pass. We only have one, right? Just one. All right. That's going to be for you. You're going to crack it. You're going to sniff it. And then I will take the second sniff of it. So okay. basically, if you fuck up a word, we're both going to suffer. But you're going to suffer um, more. You know what? I'm just going to save it for when we finalize the toast. Oh, that's a good idea. Before we get into the topic of the the topic du jour, okay, which well, of course is uh, retro board games. Yes, uh, we're gonna get there in a minute. I just want to point out. Ooh, um, I had a very interesting experience today. So, I decided that today was gonna be the day that I was gonna go and get my car inspected. Now, mind you, my car, the inspection expired back in June. Um. Yeah, June. So what's that? Of 2019. Okay. So it's only, what, seven months ago? Yeah, not bad. No. I've done worse. I'm trying to stay current. Done worse? Yeah. Uh, We can look at my Jeep that hasn't been inspected or registered since, I think, 2014. There was one year where I survived all winter with leaving a patch of snow right where the inspection sticker is supposed to be (laughs) because it was a different (laughs) color. (laughs) You know, the cops around here, they see everything. Of course. Got their eyes everywhere. Yeah, my Jeep doesn't even have an inspection sticker or a registration sticker it's on brilliant. the shield. You know, because so, they think you're out of state, and I don't have a front license plate. Perfect. So they see the front; it has no plate. They probably think I'm from Virginia, right? Or so Pennsylvania. We're good to go. Yeah. Does Jersey have front plates? Yeah, they have front plates. So, um, so long story short, Brian recommends a uh, a place for for me to go and get my car inspected. So we decided we were going to get together early today and record. So, ass crack at dawn, I wake up. 
the place opens at eight. I'm thinking it's the end of the month. I have to get there at eight o'clock. I oversleep a little bit, which is typical. I oversleep a little bit. <clears throat> I end up getting there at 10 after eight and there is nobody there. It's like a ghost town. I didn't even think it was open. <laughs> I, I thought it was closed. I'm like, I just saw like some Mexican kid because it's attached to a, uh, a car wash. So it was like this Mexican kid who was, uh, you know, just checking in the cars for the car wash. But I guess they were just setting up. So he was pushing out the, uh, like this marquee that tells you like what the specials were. Um, so I said to him, I said, hey, I'm here for an inspection. So he points me to this one bay. So I pull up to the bay. A couple of guys come out. They look like they're the mechanics of the place. So they're like, oh, you're here for an inspection? Yep. They're like, all right, just go around. The, uh, go around. You're going to wait inside, and when it's done, we'll let you know. Okay. That was at 8.10. Right? I got there at 8.08. That was at 8.10. I step out of my car. I sit down, and here's another problem that I have. I'm in a facility that caters mostly, in my opinion, to men. Okay? Car wash, oil changes inspection they do tires and alignments and shit like that so in in my knowledge of life most men in a relationship will even take their wife's car right yeah most of the time i mean i'm not saying that this is a a solely a man place but i would say if you did a study and looked at the percentage of men that went through there as customers versus women i would say it's a higher percentage of men so you would think that most of the stuff in there caters to men Okay, so I sit down, and on TV, in the limited time that I had in there, on TV is Good Morning America, and they're doing this very deep- GMA. Yeah, yeah. Very deep expose into uh, Selena Gomez. Who's that? I guess she dated Justin Bieber. Oh. She was carrying on about how she was emotionally abused in their relationship. Oh, she's not a believer? No, she's far from a believer. Emotionally abused. How so? Because she was in a relationship that didn't work, just oh. like everybody else. But I'm sorry, she's from Hollywood, so everything is just 10 times worse for them. Right. Because they know. They know. So just as I was getting into the- I don't the, know if Ricky Gervais would agree with that. No, Ricky Gervais would not agree with that. <laughs> uh, neither would most real American people. True. You know? True that. And just as I was getting balls deep into her regaling this horrible tale of abuse and- very dangerous and, and, and toxic relationship. Trials and errors. Trials and errors, not tribulations. Uh, the woman at the desk goes, your car's done. I'm like, what? And I looked down at my watch, and it was like 10 minutes later after they told me to go walk through the door. It took 10 minutes for them to do an inspection. Like, how is that fucking possible? Because they did half of it before you even pulled in. Yeah. Yeah, they fucking did a walk around on my car, and they were like, nope, tires are good. Yep, brakes are good. Okay. And they must have just put it in and Plugged slapped a sticker it on it. Plugged it in. It read, read back fine. Read back fine. You. Come on. Come on. We cracking? Oh, we're saving it. You said we're going to save it till after the toast. That's a 10. All right, so you're drinking. So long story short, I was in and out of uh, getting my car inspected in less than 10 minutes. Excellent. Very excited. Very excited. Because the last time I took the wifey's car to get inspected, it took hours. Did they bang you over the head or was it a reasonable? $21. Like, are we fucking real? So, 21 bucks. I, you know, I do all the shit on the car myself. So, I did the oil change and all that stuff. Right. So, they weren't going to hit me with anything. And uh, and that was it. They keep it 100 over there. 100. Yeah. yeah. Word. Were. <laughs> Were. So. Good. 
Well, I'm glad it worked out for you. Dude. I always get nervous and I recommend places and it goes bad. No, you're two for two. So I think so far you've recommended that place to get my car inspected and you've recommended the eye doctor that you're having such horrible luck with. <laughs> yes. I've had amazing luck oh, every he's great. single time I go. He's great. But yeah. the problem is like he's the only game in town. So he's booked in perpetuity. Yeah. So yeah, I think when I made my appointment to go, it was like I had to wait two weeks. Yeah, but I don't wear glasses; I wear contacts, so it was fucking in and out. I think I'm going to get the uh, the laser technology in the eyeballs. Really? I think so. I think I have a laser on my phone. I could do it right now. It could. Oh, I don't think it works. Does it work that way? <laughs> um, yeah, I think so. I like the idea of not wearing my glasses. I feel like it makes me look more uh, aggressive. Aggre- that's the look you're going for. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to look more aggressive to people. Oh, speaking of aggressive, uh, congratulations are in order for you. You got promoted at work. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. All right. And moving on. What? I did not get promoted at work. A little bit. Yeah, it was a big gag. Well, no. Now you you are responsible for training the new guys that come into the company. Oh, yeah, yeah. So as far as that goes, yes. Yeah. Yes. Have fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> oh, maybe your career, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's all downhill from uh, Do I do it like this? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, uh, today's show, obviously, uh, you fucks, as you read oh. the title, you saw that we're doing a retro episode today, and it's on uh, retro board games. But before... We get there. I want everybody out there to raise their glass and join yes. uh, join Brian and myself in in a toast. Oh, uh, today I would like to uh, I would like to send a shout out to the people that are fucking sore losers when it comes to we're strictly games. Sore losers, strictly when it comes to games, because if you were anything like me in my youth, you were a horrible sore loser <laughs> and a cheater. I, I embodied both of those amazing qualities. You were a heel. I, yes. Just like Brian wants to make it seem like I'm the heel of the show, I was also a heel in my family for what? Uh, as a point of order. Point of order. Uh, you asked me when we did the wrestling episode, mm-hmm. there's white meat baby face. Okay. Yes, I did. There is a version of that for bad guys. So what is it? But it's not a white meat heel. No, it's a dirty, nasty heel. A dirty, nasty heel. So that's like the pinnacle of heel. Yeah. But I heard that just the other day. And I I wanted to let you know. So you've been enlightened. It's uh, a a dark meat. No. No. Dark-faced. Dark. Dirty, nasty heel. A dirty, nasty heel. Okay. Well, that was me in my youth with my family playing games. Also, Mm -hmm. uh, not to hijack this and make this another wrestling episode, but... Two more things. One, uh, if something is really bad, like if something goes wrong in real life, like this wasn't supposed to happen, or, oh, man, on paper, this was going to be great, but it turned out to be terrible. Okay. The term for that, the drizzling shits. The drizzling shits. <laughs> Not drizzling. Drizzling with an apostrophe. Drizzling oh, shits. Oh, I thought it was drizzle and. So no. the drizzling shits. Drizzling shits. So, like, let me give you an example. Let's say you and I were fighting in the ring and I picked up a chair and the bit was I was supposed to hit you with the chair and you were going to go down, but I hit you with the chair and I actually break your nose and give you No, a that's called a botch. So what's the difference? So you're supposed to hit me with the chair. 
and then pin me, right? Okay. When you hit me with the chair and you pin me, nobody cares because we looked like shit doing it. There's a drizzling shits. We should have done a different oh. finish. Okay. But because you bring up botch, in 2005, during the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. the Royal Rumble is a match where 30 men enter the ring, and the only way to win is by tossing your opponents over the top rope where both feet hit the floor. All right? Last man standing is the winner. Okay. It was down to the last two guys, and they did like a suplex, and they both fell over the top rope at the same time, and they botched it because they that wasn't supposed to happen, and they both hit the floor at the exact same time. So now nobody knows what to do. So Vince McMahon comes out, playing character. So he comes marching out with his fucking crazy McMahon walk. When he goes to jump into the ring, on TV, what you're watching is he jumps in the ring, he goes to stand up, and then he just sits on his butt and puts his arms up on the ropes and just sits down. (laughs) As everyone else is standing up, fighting each other, arguing. In reality, when he went to jump in the ring, he tore both of his quads. Are you serious? (laughs) Both of them. (laughs) How the fuck did Vance, like, tear his quads? (laughs) Vince. Vince. How did he tear his quads? Uh, who knows? But he couldn't stand up, and he no-sold it the entire time. And he what? No-sold it. What the fuck does that Acted mean? Acted like it didn't hurt. Just sitting there, listening to all the arguments, even though he couldn't stand. Couldn't stand because he had torn quads. It is known as the greatest botch in wrestling history. Really? Because there was a botch finish, and then when he came out to fix it, he botched his legs on the way in. So it was a double botch? Yeah, and it was a drizzling shits. <laughs> he took a drizzling shit on a double botch. Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> Oh, wow. So anyway. Anyway. Sore losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure everybody out there listening, uh, those who haven't uh, turned us off after hearing wrestling again, um, I'm sure those out there are either guilty of it themselves or had a friend that they used to play board games with or a family member. Somebody was always that fucking sore loser in your group of friends or family that played these games. And it's, it's not a bad thing to recognize if nobody else were. If you're, like, racking your brain, you're like, man, no, nah, there was no sore loser. Yeah, it was you. Yeah. It was you, definitely, 100%. And I've come to terms with it. I was, I never wanted to lose. And then couple that with having a horrible temper in my youth. <laughs> it did not go well for people. Did not go well. Every game, every game I had to find a way to win. And would it work? Nope. And when it didn't work, that's how the sore loser came into effect. Then I would fucking throw, I would go fucking ballistic. Well, I would be mad too if I spent all my time cheating and I still lost. Yes. I, I'm i not saying it was me, but in a hypothetical situation, there were times when you would be playing Connect Four with somebody who had the likeness, the image of me, and that person would lose, and they would quickly take the Connect Four game and smash it against the wall. <laughs> yeah. Where the next time you go to play, pieces are missing. Oh. Yeah. That was um, somebody who I knew. Yeah, right, right, right. I know. Uh, why do you think that is? Because I'm an asshole. Okay. Yeah. But, like, board games ultimately don't matter. So, like, would you cheat doing things like Manhunt or, like, Hide and Seek? No, because... No, I was naturally good at that because when, like, in my youth, like, I was, like, blazing fast, so nobody ever, like, clean okay. tag. Right. I was super fast, and I can climb trees like a motherfucker, so, All like, right. nobody was ever catching me. What about, like, paintball? Like, when you get hit with a paintball, you're supposed to raise your arm, signifying that you were hit and you're out. Would you maybe let a couple of those slide by? It, it, it's funny that you bring that up because I've only gone paintballing once, mm. and... I had gone out to California to visit my brother, who at the time was in the Marine Corps, 
and he decided that he was going to take me paintballing. But this was not, let's go to some fun paintball thing. This was, let's go to paintballing on a Marine Corps base where everybody in there is in the Marine Corps. So it's me. Versus a, a battalion of trained killers. Of fucking Marines. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is fair. And so I would think that I'm hiding in like the most dense brush you can imagine. And like two minutes after the start, I was getting shot. I'm like, this is fucking retarded. And what am I going to do? I'm not about to fucking throw a hissy fit with a bunch of Marines. Yeah, no, you got to keep that you know, sore loser in check. Yeah, yeah, I got to keep that bottled up. I'm on a Marine base after all. So that is the only time that I've ever gone paintballing. So and this is really a toast about you. No, I'm not the only one. Don't make it seem like I'm alone in this. Uh, no, I'm not saying you are, but mm -hmm. I don't have anyone else here to question about this. Did you ever lose any friends over your... No, 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 no. Not that, like not like that. I wasn't fucking like trying to punch people. No, just destroying their property. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, there was no, we'd move on to a different game that I was much better at. That way I would win, and then everything would be... What was your most training. hated thing to play? Monopoly. Ah, Monopoly. Yeah. And we'll get to that when we get into yeah, the yeah, games, yeah. but yeah, that, that game fucking... It was my favorite game and my least favorite game at the same time. If you were doing good, your favorite game. <laughs> if you were not doing well, angry. Angry? <laughs> and what would happen is I would play with my brother a lot of times, <clears throat> and he would feed off of it because he was a dick. So he would see if I was if I was doing good and I was winning, I would fucking end it. I would be like the hero in the movie that I wouldn't drag it out. My brother, no, nah, he's the villain. He would know that my sore loserness was going to like shine bright. So he would just drag it out and drag it out. And we would have to play because he was my older brother. So right. he would not let me walk away. He would fucking force me to stay there and play until I was crying. The best sore loser story that I can think of actually comes from my mother. Oh. When I was growing up, we had a tradition. Uh, for, in my family, Thanksgiving was the big holiday. Obviously, Christmas is big, Easter, whatever, but Thanksgiving was it. Uh, I think we, I don't know if we talked about it on the show before, but like each of us have our own holidays where we go to certain people's houses for that holiday. Right. So Thanksgiving was our house. So it was always the big one. And after dinner, and after my, my pops and my uncle started hitting, uh, the old scotch, mm -hmm. or the hot brandy, uh, it would come time to break out risk. Oh, my God. And there was a time, in particular, my dad was a prick when it came to risk because he was really good at it. Yeah. And he was one of those guys, I don't know how familiar you are with risk. Oh, balls deep in that game. Okay. He's one of those guys that would hide in Australia <laughs> until the opportune moment. Right, right. And he always had this saying, better cash in those ponies and he caught my mom on the wrong day or whatever <laughs> but he took over her land and said uh oh what do you got one cannon there better cash in that cannon and she picked up a, an entire plate of apple pie around the head get out of and here. got up and walked out of the table really he had apple pie falling all over him Someone at that table made the mistake of laughing hysterically. <laughs> Me. <laughs> he did not find it funny. I uh, I never really did that. I would cheat with video games. Okay. Um, but how would how would you cheat with video games? If I knew I was going to lose, like uh, let's say we were playing really on the Nintendo. Um, try to think of a good competitive two-player game, regardless of whatever it was. 
if I was about to lose, mm-hmm. I would always accidentally drop something on the floor and it would freeze the Nintendo. Oh, so you were a sore loser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not alone. No, no, no. I'm not alone. Nobody likes... Who likes to lose? That's the way I look at it. Who likes to lose? I, I, I don't know many people who uh, go their entire life being renowned sore losers or right. renowned losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gets praised for being a, a solid a loser. A tremendous loser. Yeah, you never hear that. Like, you're a fucking loser. Just right. the term itself implies that you're a douchebag. Right. You lost. There are winners and losers. Not everybody gets a fucking medal. You know, I wasn't playing that way. I, I play to win. Right. I don't care what it I is. I play for keeps. I play for fucking keeps. I don't care what it is. Just my personality. So Would, would you... Well, I guess I don't want to get too deep into the Monopoly thing, because we're going to obviously talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But... All right. So to sore losers. There we go. Yep. Oh, God. I don't even want to touch this thing. All right, so I'm going to crack it, sniff it, and throw it to you. Yeah, yeah. And I be ready, because my throw might go wild. Of course it's going to go wild. You're going to have ammonia in your nose. Oh, that's so Dude, my eyes are watering. My right eye. There's something wrong with my right eye with this. (laughs) (laughs) You want more? No. (coughs) It's way more fun when I'm drinking. Yes. Oh, God. It just, it's like a missile (sighs) at light speed. Is it red? Of course it's red. Thank God. Oh, God. Oh, my fucking right. I'm fucking ready. Let's do it. Dude, I'm crying. <coughs> yeah, I'm done with that. Oh, God. Fuck that. It's right there. Uh. <coughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we should have took a picture of it. Oh, what, I don't even want to see that thing. Oh. Dude, my heart is racing. <sighs> yeah, dude, my heart rate is like elevated. <sighs> Man. I feel like I got punched in the nose. <laughs> you know when you get punched in the face, how your fucking eyes start to water? Yeah. Okay. Dude, I'm not right. (laughs) Okay. Dude, my right eye started to fucking just tear. I don't know what it's my left nostril to my right eye. What where is it crossed? Somewhere on the insides. Oh, my God. All right. All right. God, I hate Carlos. <laughs> okay. It almost feels like there's liquid in the back of my throat, but it's not there. Yes. I could taste it. Yeah, drink the fucking scotch. Yeah. Okay. Whew. All right, let's be professionals. Come on now. Uh, 
when you think of retro board games, what is the first game that comes to mind? Well, I already mentioned two of them, right? Connect Four. Mm-hmm. It's just like a, a mm-hmm. classic, very simple game. Monopoly. Ah. But if there is one that really stands out in my mind is Battleship. Ah. Electronic or regular basic bitch? No, come on. Basic bitch. Okay. I eventually did have the electronic Battleship. Overrated. Which was overrated because even like the, the audio of like the explosions were fucking terrible. Yeah. You know, I'd rather keep it in my imagination. I'm a little kid. Right. You know? I'm a little child. Um, yeah, basic Battleship. I can't tell you. And most of these games, just between myself and my brother, just growing up, that and excuse me, this fucking ammonia. <laughs> Dude, you know what it feels like? You know how like when you you like inhale and swallow at the same time, like really highly chlorinated pool water? Yes. That's how I feel. Oh my god. Um all right. There are a handful of games that I can remember going back to my youth that that stand out. Okay. Battleship, Monopoly, Risk, Mousetrap, Stratego. Stratego. That was awesome for that game. fucking bomb. Bomb. Hide the flag. <clears throat> yeah, but Mount, Mount, uh, Mousetrap. Um, Battleship was a fun game because I can't believe most of uh, my experience with games is trying to figure out which game you can cheat best at. Like Stratego, no cheating. It's impo- I can't start moving fucking pieces on right. the board. And it would get to the point that like I would play with my brother, and my brother would make sure that once we start a game, his bladder had to be empty. He had to have food and drink with him because he knew that if he left the room, I was going to do a little fucking right. little yeah, switcheroo. Yeah. Rearranging. Yeah, so he fucking he always kept his eye on me. Because if he caught me cheat, my brother would throw me a beating. <coughs> if he caught you cheat? Che- fuck. If he caught me cheat. 16. Um, so yeah, let, let's go one at a time. Battleship. What were uh, who'd you play with? You play with friends or yeah? Because I didn't have any siblings, so uh, yeah, we would play with friends, and of course, uh, and I'm sure they were doing it too. But my ships were always on the move. You know, we're not sitting <laughs> sitting targets. What are you fucking crazy? Yeah, ships don't stay stationary. Uh, and I. I loved the idea. The way I always played my tactic was all my ships would be touching at some point to throw people off. Uh, but then a little two, yeah, yeah. two number jammy would always be all the way in the corner just by itself, but not on the actual corner, like one no. block up and in. Yeah, you can't put it on the border. Right. Never. Nothing is ever on the border. Yeah. Unless you're running a ship long ways where it occupies the border in one spot. But you can't run a ship along the actual border. Right. You're bound to get destroyed. Yeah. It's like an instant fail. Um, but yeah, I would always cheat on that game until it never dawned on me. And what I would start doing, it got a little confusing for a little bit, is as people would call numbers that missed, I would put extra pegs on the water portion of my board so I knew where they would call because the way I got caught was they called a number that was a miss, but then that same number was a hit. Right. They would catch me. So then I had to keep track of it on oh, my own yeah. board. And it'd be like, oh, I'm out of pegs. What? <laughs> oh. Out of pegs. Um, but yeah, it was a simple concept. Yeah. A great idea. But the problem is, like, you had to be the right age for it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, certain ages, that game was either boring or easy. Yeah. Um, like, I can't play with my kid. You know, I'll fucking crush him in four rounds. 
Yeah, but a lot of that game is is guessing. <clears throat> you know, it's it's guessing up until you play a certain amount of games against that person, and then you know what they're moving. It's, so it's like chess. Yeah. Right? I used to have the same thing, uh, you know, when my son was younger. You start playing chess, and eventually you just learn, especially at their young age, like you, you know where they're going to go. Yeah, especially like with chess. I always loved the English Open with the King's Rook to Knight's Queen 4. It was always my, my go-to. That's pretty solid. I used to run Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg bop? Mm, not mbop. Mbop, bee-bop-boo-op. Hee-ha-hoo-op, bee-bop-boo-oo. Oh, God. You can follow us on Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter at Dyson Pipes. So... What else? What other games did you have? Like now, hold on. Let's actually ask that. Did you own Battleship, or that's yes. something that you would play when you went yep. over your friends? I owned Battleship then, and I own it now. Uh, so my games were Battleship. Mm-hmm. I had uh, Popomatic Trouble. Fucking hated that game. Wait, Trouble was the one that you pop? Yeah. Not Sorry. No, Sorry was the one that had. I had that game too. As with the little circular guys that you would just slide down certain alleys. Uh, which is the one where the pieces look like Hershey Kisses? I believe that's Trouble. That was Trouble. Okay. With the little ball in the center where you push it down with your Yeah, and it had like the six-sided die in it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> 1D6. Uh, Hero Quest. It sounds familiar. It's uh, it's like D&D, but like a like an actual board game. Okay. Uh, and I believe it was made by Games Workshop. Get out of here. I believe so. Okay. Weapons of Warriors. I never played that. That was a game where you built like uh, ballistas and catapults, and the other person built a castle. And the castle had weak points on it, where if, when you launch a marble out of the weapons, if right. it hits a weak spot, a part of the castle explodes into pieces. All right, that's cool. Um, but that's like a one-time play game because then you lose all the rubber bands and the oh, marbles. So, yeah. so kind of like Mousetrap. Yes. Yep. I had Mousetrap. Mm. Uh, Operation. Oh, my God. What a fucking great game that was. Perfection. Wow. Fucking, that game gave me neurosis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, anytime I see a star-shaped plastic piece, I <laughs> hated that game. Uh, Let me think. Oh, Fireball Alley. Fireball Island? Maybe. That was the one with the fucking, like the, yeah. the volcano, right? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite game of all time. Uh, Candyland. Yeah, like basic bitch, like real yeah. young kid games. And Shooting Ladders. Okay. Those are the only ones I can remember off the top of my head. I never had Life. I fucking hate that game. Dude, that game, I, the fun in playing Life is spinning that fucking wheel. Have you ever played it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Like, there was like an art form to spinning that wheel. And if you spun it too, what the fuck? If you spun it too hard, like the fucking the thing would like come off of its mount, right? And like go flying all over the place. So again, sore loser. Um, whenever you saw that shit was getting like out of control, you would spin the wheel in a way for it to like fly off and like knock pieces off of the board. Yeah. So then it's like uh, I don't know where I was. Game over. What do you got? What about some of the like the boring games? Like boring Scrabble. But I enjoyed Scrabble. What about um, Scrabble? Pictionary. Yeah. That was kind of a cunty game. Yahtzee. Yahtzee. To this day, no idea how to play that game. 
Yeah, you just roll dice. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to the fucking corner. I'm going to go make money. <laughs> right, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, I'm not fucking rolling dice in a cup. Uh, there is a game called Aggravation. No, I don't know that one. It looks almost like Trivial Pursuit. Oh, my God. Trivial Pursuit. No, I never played that. You should play this one. Aggravation. Yeah, yeah. That's right up my alley. Let's see. What about oh, one that you mentioned before we recorded? Hungry Hungry Hippo. Oh, my God, dude. That game, man. Let's start there. Let's start with Hungry Hungry Hippo. I cannot tell you how many countless hours I played with that game. I have a feeling. I, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to give that game credit for turning me into a pretty decent athlete in my youth. The hand-eye coordination of fucking slapping that thing to try to eat marbles. Yeah. Yep. I would like to give credit to the fine folks at Milton Bradley mm. for designing a game that withstood so much punishment and never broke. Yeah. How is that even possible? Dude, I... The only downside to that game and over like it, a great period of time would be losing marbles. Right. You know? But you would never break the hippo. Fuck no. Space shuttles going into orbit are more fragile, fragile than Hungry Hungry Hippo. Yes. That game was fucking insane. And I remember I would get like uh, blisters on my palm from just smashing awesome. that thing nonstop. That was a great game. I'm trying to, that might have been like the first like physically interactive game. Yeah, it would sweat. Yeah. Like, it almost puts you out of breath. It was almost like that game where, like, you would control the fighters. You, ever, you know, had, like, the Rock joystick. Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was like that. But Hungry Hungry Hippo was just a classic. Um, yeah, there was just, like, what, what fucking maniac designs that game? Like, what kind of acid do you think that they're on <laughs> to think that, okay, okay, guys, look, gather around the table. I've got the greatest idea. We're going to take marbles, you see? We're going to put marbles in the middle of the table. <laughs> you see? <laughs> and then surround it on all corners, see? We're going to put these hippos, right? You see? And you just smash the hippos, see? You're just going to punch them in the ass, you see? And their mouth is going to go out, and they're going to eat all these fucking marbles. Like, who I, fucking I, thought about that? I didn't know that flat top from Dick Tracy yes. is the one. <laughs> He's the fucking game designer at Milton Bradley. <laughs> yeah, see? Uh, and like and that was around the time there were just bizarre board games. Like there was that one, uh, Thin Ice. Is that the one that you had the hammer? Yeah, yeah. And you had to like knock out blocks of ice, right, And right. hope that the whole thing didn't fall apart. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, again, you have to wonder, like, what the fuck was going through these people's heads? And obviously, they would test these games on children, but like, just the initial idea is just mind blowing. Like, what the fuck? Um. Um, Jenga. <sighs> yeah. You know, like, who the fuck thought of that? Usually it's building stuff. Right. So I think that was, like, one of the first games that it was, like, you, you like, the destruction. It was fun. Um, you know, you're, like, pushing out these fucking blocks and just waiting for the whole fucking thing to collapse so you right. can stop playing because the game is so stupid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> fucking dumb. Uh, what was your most hated game? Trivial Pursuit. That game is stupid. Because it's fucking lame. It's just boring. Yeah. And it, it was never meant for the age recommendation that they had on the box. Because I remember playing that game. I'm going to guess it's like... It's preteen. What does it say? I'm looking it up. That uh, game... So what, what? what is that game about? That was the one where you had that little disc, and it had the like six or eight 
pie pieces that you would put in all the different colors. And you would go around the board and you would land on like a category. And then a card would be drawn and you'd be asked a question. And the questions were fucking insane. It was like Jeopardy on crack. And nobody knew the answers. So you would play that game for fucking days. Days on end. Nobody would ever come to the... It had six pieces. Which famous music group were formerly known as the New Yardbirds? Led Zeppelin. Wow. Come on. All well, right. now I'm an adult. Now I can answer these questions. A team has had a completely perfect season only once in the history of the NFL. What year did this occur? Oh, man. It was the Dolphins, and it was 72. Wow. No. All right. Oh, you'll, you, you should get this one pretty easily. Desi Arnaz played the on-screen husband to which actress during the prime of his career? Who the fuck is Desi Arnaz? Lucille Ball. They were together in I Love Lucy. Yes. Uh, the color red best portrays which of the following in Halloween? It's kind of subjective. Well, what are the options? It says the color red portrays which of the following, and then they don't give oh. you... <laughs> uh, well, the answer is fire, demons, and blood. Wow. That's original. All right, one more. Let me find a good one. You want sports? Yeah, it goes sports. Right. Who is the only Hall of Fame quarterback that is left-handed? Wow, does it tell you what team he played for? Like, it does it tell you the guy's name and then the team? Forty Niners, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Ah, oh, Stevie Young followed Joe Montana. Uh, Trivial Pursuit, by the way, as of now, age of sixteen and up. Okay. Yeah, I, I would not. I wouldn't play that game. Speaking of sports, let's get to the brass tacks. Oh, the electronic football game, dude. Was it me, or did I feel like I was going into like seizure mode <laughs> when that game would play? The, the the sound is so iconic. So before again, we we brought up a video. It it's like as soon as you hear it, like you could have heard it without me showing you what it was, and you would have been like, "Oh, electronic football, right?" You know, if you're younger fellas and gals listening to this, uh, the electronic football was basically picture a football field made of metal uh, in a stadium made of metal, and you had like paper or plastic football players. Mm that you would just line up on the field, you'd hit the on button, and this motherfucker would just vibrate and move the pieces around in all wacky and wild kind of ways. Dude, it was stupid. I I, I don't know what else to say about that. Yes. Like, there was no rhyme or reason. Like, all of a sudden, your guy would be going backwards. Mm -hmm. like, it, it, like, what the fuck are we doing here? This is not how football works. But it was the coolest thing at the time. Right. You know? And again, it was one of those games. It was too expensive, so like my parents, they would have never bought that for me. Yeah, you know. So that was one of those I used to have to play on the an exotic game. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. It was like a black market game. What about one of the more boring games, Clue? 
You thought Clue was boring? Yes. Why? I thought it was great. It was full of mystery and intrigue. Ugh. I'd rather murder somebody for real than see if they can catch me. <laughs> I'll club somebody to death with a candlestick. I thought that game was all right. I think they went a little over the top with the fucking like character development in a fucking board game. Like I don't give a fuck. I just just give me a colored piece, right? You know, and stick to a color. I don't need Professor Plum. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colonel Mustard. Like who gives a fuck? But the game was successful enough that they made a movie out of it. I think that was my foot on the chair. Oh. Um, you know, it was successful enough that they made a movie out of it. And I think, I remember the movie was actually, dude, it was pretty popular. Yeah. I don't think it was a big failure. I mean, they had some pretty big guests, you know? But guess who? Guess who was in the movie Clue? No, um, no, no, no. The game, no. guess who? Who, I don't what am I guessing? So we would sit across from each other and our board would have a bunch of pictures of people on it. Cartoon people. Okay. And we would pick a person, and you as the opposing player would pick a person, and we would go back and forth asking questions. So the question would be like, oh, uh, does this person have glasses? And if the person you picked had glasses, you would say yes. So then I, on my board, I would flip down everyone who did not have glasses. Right. And then I would ask, uh, is it a man or a woman? Oh, easy. Does it identify as a man or a woman? How would you know? All right, let's let's. How would you play that game today? Let's let's do it. I guarantee you, you can't. I'm breaking out the notebook. What are you going to do? We we're going to play this out, game. We're going to figure out how to play it. It's impossible. All right, so mm-hmm. let's start with the most rudimentary. <laughs> Is it it cisgender? Oh boy. Gender non-conforming, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's mm-hmm. one. I think so. There's like 57 more according to New York State. Uh, pansexual, or is that something different? No, sure, that's one. Why not? I think that's what Lando is, isn't he? Uh, bisexual. Transsexual. LG, lesbian. LG gay. B, we got by LGBT. We got that LGBTQ. Oh, do you have gender nonconforming? Yes. Okay. You have asexual? What does that mean? It means you're without sex. Like you choose not to have sex? Ab- absent? Ab- ab- Absinthe? <laughs> so I feel like I'm on right now. 15. Uh, uh, uh. What, what do you even call this so I can search this? Jet. Mm. Uh, queer, right? That's one of them. Yes. Um, I, we have to have male and female, right? Or is that like the whole point? Like we we can't have that. Shouldn't we only have that gender fluid? Gender fluid. Uh, what about polysexual? Oh, that's when you think you're a bird. Or polyo string cheese. Mm. Okay. Um. 
What, what does polysexual mean? I, I, okay. Whatever. We got to be close to the end. That's Dude, I think we're only scratching one, two, the surface. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Um, do you have sapiosexual? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. How do you spell that? S a p i o sexual. Okay. What about unlabeled sexual? Unlabeled like what? I don't know. I get all my info from Wikipedia. They're never wrong. Unlabeled. Isn't that like isn't that the same thing as non-conforming? Uh, I don't know, but all I know is 0.5% of OkCupid users identify as sapiosexual. I guarantee you more people identify as being pedophiles. <laughs> okay, pedophiles. There you go. We're going to need a lot of pieces to play this game. How do we do? Th- you would need a board like the size of Wisconsin. All right, so now mm-hmm. let's, let's just stop it there because okay. I'm going to need you to do some math when we're done. Wait, actually, this, this works out. This is how you win the game. This is how you win the game because the, if the guy that you picked, oh, excuse me, if the individual that you picked is pansexual and I say is he, the, they, them, she, them, pansexual, you would say yes, and all the pieces would drop down. And that's it. I just have one question, and I win. Uh, glasses. How offended do you think people are listening to this right now? Not offended enough. Glasses. <laughs> uh, facial hair. Facial hair. I think some of them were wearing hats, right? So they had like uh, different hats. articles of clothing. Uh, about, can we go by race? Is that allowed? Because I remember in the original game, right? They were white or black. Ooh. I think they were Asians. Okay, so... White, black, yellow. <laughs> Do they have savages in this? Savage. Mm-hmm. Indian. Well, I thought that's savage. And no, the other one. And Pacific Islander. That was just cover everybody else. Good, good, good. All encompassing. Okay. What uh else? I guess uh, jewelry, because you know some of them are going to have nose rings. Right, so we'll go, uh... oh, what about multicolored hair? Oh, 100%. Face tattoos. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Plates in their lower lip. No, I don't, I don't think. That they, they didn't have that? Jewelry. Oh, that that's under jewelry. Okay. All right, good. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, screaming on Facebook about politics. Uh, of course. Or what about randomly screaming at the sky over nothing? I'll put politics slash sky. <laughs> All right, so here are... Here, I think that is a good stopping point. Oh, okay. I need you to help me figure out how many pieces we need on this board. Oh, Lord. All right, so we have... Here are all of the categories. I'm going to read them out, then I'll give you the final number. So how many total items did you come up with here? 27 uh, identifiers. And they are in no particular order. Well, no, we have to go by category. That's the only way to figure this out. So how many sexual orientations do you have? Oh, okay. 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. We're gonna get sued by the city of New York. That's not enough. That's not being inclusive enough in this game. But continue. We can have second edition. Oh, good, good, good. All right, so you have fourteen of directors those. cut. <laughs> okay, fourteen of those. Yep. Uh, what other category of identifying markers do you have? How about like, pers- like physical appearance? Would that include like glasses? And yeah, yeah. Okay, so that would be the rest of them. One. No, because then there's race. So how many races? Well, that would be do you physical have? appearance, right? Well, no, we'll go by race. Okay, so race, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six races. Okay, and then how many remain? One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, so you'd need 588 pieces on the board. Perfect. And that would cover maybe uh, a cisgender Asian with multicolored hair screaming about politics at the sky. Oh, I forgot about the politics. So you'd need over 1,000 pieces. Yes, you would find that person in there. How big would that board be? It would look like, it would look like they're sitting in a stadium because <laughs> didn't it, like, it like cascaded up? Uh, okay, uh, is this person... A lesbian? No. <sighs> okay. Are they Pac- <laughs> are they Pacific <laughs> Islander or other? Why? Yes. Yes. <laughs> are they sapiosexual? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. How do you think? How do you think these rules would apply now to playing Operation? Do you think before you actually start to re- what? What what happened? You're not sending that to Hasbro? <laughs> uh, How do you think it would apply to operation? Like, you would have to get some sort of consent. And what happens as the doctor, if you assumed? We got big problems right now. Right. So I picture operation as a nondescript gobdule <laughs> with just <laughs> random items inside of it. It's vaguely shaped like a human being. Can yes. We, can we agree that we're operating on a human being? Yeah, we'll at least go there. Okay. So this is the risque edition. We're yeah. operating on a human. I think the only thing that they would allow you to operate on is from below the nose to um, the clavicle. That way it doesn't give away anything offensive. Ah, right. Yeah. What about... How do you think the game of life would work? Oh, Lord. Because there's like kids and shit in that one. Yeah, and you're, you're like forcing people to conform Congratulations, with... you graduated lesbian dance theory. Move backwards three squares. <laughs> Enjoy your $300,000 of college debt. Bernie Sanders elected... Uh, I better not get into this. No, that's easy. <laughs> He's going to die soon. I can't... He's going to have fun. another heart attack. Poor guy. All right, good. So we have some social... You're a fucking mess today. I'm just so excited. I'm gonna drink. I have nothing in my. Oh cup. no! What happened? Rolled a one. Oh yes. Where is it? Where it? Oh, it's it's in the cabinet. Chalice of fumbles. Here we go. Is it clean? Yes. Okay. Uh, what would you like? The McClellans? No, the, something different. You want the McAllen? Uh, Ciroc. Really? That's gross.
Can I see that bottle? I'm gonna smell it. Oh boy, I got it. Holy shit, dude, good luck. Are you pulling the garbage pail near you so you can throw up when you're done drinking this? What happened? I have rolled a one in my roll to drink, so I've I've critically missed my roll. You fumbled. Must be real. So, <clears throat> I have Sam's chalice of fumbles. Ooh. Ooh. I fumbled. <laughs> uh, so here's my proclamation. To kinsmen and whites, blacks, Asians, savages, Indians, Pacific Island, others. Here, here. I uh, want an exotic coconut drink. Frank Castle scream. Barry! God, he hasn't been here in weeks. He's probably dead. Oh, God. On fucking real. What's the weirdest game you remember playing? Monster Rain. <laughs> oh no, that was. Um, I'm <laughs> sorry, that's Jim nice Morton. <laughs> reference. That I just got so excited. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, I'm throwing this out there right now. Honor system. Don't look it up. Anyone out there knows what Monster Rain is <laughs> off the top of their head? Email us. Types. Wow, you're a fucking mess. Uh, dipes and Pices. Wow. Dice and Pipes at gmail.com. You. You're welcome. What? You can't. I saw a single digit. Yeah. Five. Okay, it's not another one. Woof. Yeah, uh, honor system, please. Anyone out there who knows what Monster Rain is, because that just made me so happy. Mm. Um, I think you kind of gave it away a little bit, but... Yeah, I didn't mean to mention his no, name. If it's but okay. If you could explain what Monster Rain is, dude, I, it would make me so happy. And I will read your response on the air, and I'll send you something. I don't know what. I'll send you a little something. Yeah. So I have limited recollection of what it is, because I remember reading it in his book, and it was so fucking disturbing. But <laughs> Jim Norton, when he was a child... I guess lived in like an apartment complex or some sort of like townhouse area. And he used to play this game with his friends called Monster Rain and they would run around outside and don't don't give it away. They have to email in and tell oh, us what okay. it is. Well, yeah. so we'll leave it there. They yeah. so they played this game and it ended up it ended it's up a with, two player game. It is a two player <laughs> game where it ends up with your friend under a deck doing something. <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> Very uncomfortably. Uh all right, so you you played Monster Rain with Jim Norton, yeah, back little in the day. Jimmy. Yeah, you know that. How do you think he got his nickname, <laughs> Little Jimmy? <laughs> so, uh, the most awkward game or uncomfortable game, dude? I don't know. Were there ones? Just weird, like a board game. You're like, I don't know if anyone's ever played this before. Oh, we're going to the phone. Well, I, I got to look at a list because nothing's really jumping out. Let's go to the videotape. Well, while you're doing that, I'll give you mine. Uh, Nightmare was a weird game. Uh, the hell was that? It was a VHS game. You would put a VHS tape into the VCR. You had to play it at night. The game lasted for one hour, and uh, there was a board 
each had a piece, and you would basically have to listen to what the gatekeeper told you to do. So you would get a gravestone. That was your, your piece. And you would get a number that you slid into it. So you'd have like the blue gravestone with a four, and I would have a red gravestone with a two. And you would roll the dice and just move on the spaces, and every so often you just hear, stop! And you'd look up at the TV screen, and there's this old creepy Scottish guy in a hood. I am the gatekeeper. Tell me, which player has the lowest number? Oh, uh, I do. I have a two. Yes. You are banished to the black hole. And then you'd go to a black hole. If you do not answer, yes, my gatekeeper, you are banished. Answer me. Hmm? My gatekeeper. But I would play this at my friend Jason's house, and I love playing this game at his house because of his mom. So, like Stifler? <laughs> yes. Like one of those. Okay. Yeah. So his mom was a lounge singer. Oh, no. And I was in love with this kid's mom. And I consistently had fantasies about sneaky, sneaky into the bedroom and uh, doing dirty things with her, even though I had no idea what I was doing. And I would love playing this game because she only worked on the weekends. Okay. So during the week, she would be up late at night watching TV, drinking wine. And I was I was thinking like, oh, man, she's going to get drunk and maybe have a slip in judgment. Oh, and yes. that's what I'm going to get in there. Uh, so I'd be like, oh, hey, listen, uh, especially like during the summer, you know, there's no school. So it's like a Tuesday night and I'm at his house. Hey, let's play Nightmare. He's like, really, again? And while I'm sitting there in his room, that's my gatekeeper! <laughs> all I'm doing is thinking about how many wines the mom has had before I can go out there and make uh, do what I do every night at his house, inevitably make my move, and get shut down. <laughs> Good. Uh, how old were you? Oh, God. Probably 10 or 11. 10 or 11 years 12. old. Thinking you're, you're going to fucking get with like this 30-year-old woman. She used to flirt with me. Uh, why do I think she was just being nice because you were her boy's friend? No, listen, there were times like in the morning she made me breakfast. I knew what that meant. Yeah. She made sausage links on purpose. Yeah, that th you think she was she was going for it? <laughs> she was and making a move? I remember that one night I finally worked up the courage and I finally did it. I, I went for broke. You, you went in? No, no, no. I, I went out to the living room and she was out there. He fell asleep on his bed playing Nightmare, Dead My Gatekeeper. So I turned it off, and I'm, Jay, you awake? Jay. He's out. Excellent. So I get up. Making moves. Fix my hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spray a little curve on me. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> Remember that? Of course. Old school. And I open the door, and I walk out, and there she is in her pajamas. Mm-hmm. Just like she was waiting for you. Yeah. Sitting uh, savage style on the chair. Crisscross applesauce. The proper way to say it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't even remember what her name is, but I walked up and... You know, I'm sure it was like Destiny or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sapphire. <laughs> well, what are you watching? I'm um, watching the news. Mm. Can I watch with you? Sure. Okay. So I sit down next to her and make some small talk. I'm like, you look... You need me to rub your back for you? Yeah. Your neck looks tense. And she's like, okay. So I stand up. And I lean, and I'm like, you're not wearing a bra. And she goes, okay, I'm going to bed. <laughs> that was her inviting you into her bedroom. No, 
Not by the tone of her voice. No, nah, you didn't get that? <laughs> no mixed signals on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty smooth operator. I, I think you went right in for the kill. Good. No. Uh, I'd be that, arrested today. Yes. Well, she would if, if she had done anything. You would True. be getting high fives from your friends. So nothing happens to the youth in those situations. Right? Oh, so I was covered. Yeah, of course you were covered. Uh, unless you raped her, you know. Yeah. Um, odd games, uh, Twister. Ooh, very weird, very uncomfortable, very sexual. Yeah, Let's, yeah we're getting sexy times now. Yeah, yeah. Twister, Twister was a kind of an odd game. Um, it, not the game that if I had a, a sleepover of all my my buddies. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go, hey, but uh, you want to play some Twister? Like, nobody's breaking that game out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you know that if you went to a all-guy sleepover. That's a time and a place kind of a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, if, if you're the guy fortunate enough to have a sister that has hot friends, yeah, you're the one who goes in and says, hey, you want to play Twister? Right. You know? Outside of that, that Me game Too should, edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, outside of that, yeah, that, that game should never be played. No. That, that game is no bueno. I won't play it with my kids. No, it's My very uncomfortable. It. And he's like, you want to play Twister? I'm like, I'll spin the thing. Yeah, yeah. You you go ahead and put your, your paws down on the fucking yeah. pads. Yeah, I'm not getting on that fucking mat. It's full of disease and heartbreak. <laughs> <laughs> Lonely <laughs> showers. Summer's wasted. <laughs> uh, well, uh, any other games? Dude, the more I think about it, they were like just equally terrible games. Yeah. Risk was a great game. That That, that game... Uh, that game was a lot of fun. Oh, Monopoly. We never got into this. Yeah. All right. So real quick, dude, I used to cheat like a son of a bitch with that game. So every single time, uh, I've always been good with math. And um, so any single time I, I would play with my brother and my friends, I would always be the banker. Point of order. Point of order. Very exciting news. What happened? The wife is going away to Pittsburgh for work March 22nd. To the 25th. Oh, this is really good. I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is big news. And of course, it's right in the middle of my work week. Fuck. So no difference for All me. Right, so. <laughs> no different for me. So not, nothing exciting to Fuck. report here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I would just cheat. So I would be the banker, and any single time money would get handed out, I would always make sure to slip two out of the bank, and one would go to whoever I'm paying, and then one would kindly go to me. Yeah. So I would hide a secret stash under the board. Right. It's, uh, what's that guy's name that got locked up? Uh, Bernie Madoff. It's the Bernie Madoff edition. Yeah. Yeah, I was running a Ponzi scheme in fucking Monopoly. <laughs> you know? What's wrong with that? Now, I've, uh, I've been led to believe that everyone plays Monopoly wrong. I think everybody goes by house rules with Monopoly. Yeah. From my understanding, every time you land on a piece or on a piece of property... You're supposed to buy it. You have to buy it. And, and if, if not, you it don't, goes to auction. Exactly. Right. There is no money when you land on free parking. Right? That's another one that you just fucking play around with. But yeah, anytime you land on a piece, if you don't buy it, the it then goes to auction, which is very awkward if you're playing two players. Right? Because right. if we're playing Monopoly together and I land on fucking Baltic Ave and I'm like, fuck that place, I don't want to buy it. Now it just automatically defaults to you. And now you can buy right. it. But it goes to auction. 
So you could buy it for a dollar? Like, how does that make any sense? So it, like, forces people to buy? So that, yeah. that's, that's fucking retarded. The way I would play is I did kind of cheat, but not in the same way you did. I, I'm sure I've slipped money under the board and shit like that before, but my game was always I play, I go around and around and around until I get Boardwalk and Park Place. Mm. And I would just build all the hotels on that, and I wouldn't do a goddamn thing except for collect money on Boardwalk and Park Place. And that was it. And I would always win. But if you landed on it before me and you bought one or both, I quit. <laughs> you would be done with the game. Yep. Yep. Did, didn't give. So like on the first pass around, if you landed on Boardwalk and bought it, I'm done. <laughs> uh, I like that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty good. I like that. Um, which is funny because I had the opposite mentality because I would love to buy all the other shit. Let everybody focus on Boardwalk and Park Place because it's only two pieces. Right. And I would love to get... Um, I'm trying to think. What were the colors before that? It was the yellow, right? With like Verona Avenue and Marvin Gardens, and then the green, which was like Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that that I think it was the the corner where it was go to jail. So like you were fucked coming into that corner. And I loved it. That was like my favorite corner to own. Coming into the go directly to jail. Because it's all depressing. Yeah, it's all horrible. <laughs> I picture it's all like projects and fucking ghetto, <laughs> you know? And if you just, you happen to find yourself on the wrong corner, fuck, you're getting busted, you're going to prison. Like, yeah. it's perfect, you know? Um, but that was a fun game. Like, I think the concept behind that game was great. There was also another, like, I think people also felt as though when you were in jail that you did not collect your rent. And I think that's bullshit, too. I think you do collect when you're in, when you're in the prison. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Where are you going? Grabbing a prop. Oh, good, good. I see what he's going for. Mm -hmm. Bear with us. Don't knock anything over. There's fucking glasses up there. Oh, shit, I didn't realize that the fucking brandy snifters were up there. I think I spent more time just staring at the manual to the Dungeons and Dragons board game than I did actually playing it. So, uh, and he, he, <sighs> again, six. Uh, if we're going to talk about retro games. Let's talk about why we're really here. Of course. And that's D&D. &D. And when we first decided to do this podcast, I decided to get you a little gift, uh, which for some reason has been here the whole time. But I got you the original, new and easy to master Dungeons & Dragons black box game from TSR. Yes. And what better time than now to break this bitch open? Uh, so let me pass this over to you. And let's, uh, let's take a look at the rules. Let's do that. Oh. So I played the shit out of that game. And that game is actually the reason why I was driven away from D&D &D at first. Because, of course, without going into the rules and shit, I get that and I look at it and I start playing it like a regular board game, not understanding the concept behind uh, like tabletop gaming. And I remember my friends and I playing it. We're like, this game is fucking weird. Like, it doesn't make any sense because when you're not playing it the right way, the rules don't make sense. Like, your movement only counts. And everyone knows this listening to us, but your movement only counts really in combat encounters or other specialty encounters. You don't need to roll the dice to see how many people or how many uh, blocks you move, uh, the, the squares in the uh, 
in the artwork for the maps. Uh, we didn't understand like armor class and shit like that. We were just right. like, okay, the higher the number, it's harder to hit guys. But we we didn't understand the D twenty because we only like kind of haphazardly read the rules. Uh, because this was this was unlike anything that you had ever played before, right? You know, I didn't have the older sibling playing shit like this, right? What I did know is my parents told me that Dungeons and Dragons was satanic, and I wasn't allowed to get it. So of course, I saw the black box at KB Toys. Oh man, KB yeah. Toys! Holy shit! And I saw it on clearance for like fifteen dollars at the time, and I picked it up, and I had to hide it because I didn't want my parents to find it, so it was under my bed. And I was like, this game is fucking stupid. Like, why are my parents so concerned about it? Right Not, next to your Ouija board. Uh, I never fucked with Ouija boards. I still don't. Those things freak me out. I know something from Parker Brothers <laughs> isn't going <laughs> to invoke <laughs> demonic possession, but I still, I, I, those things freak me out. That's fine. Uh, all right, so the box is open. What, what are we working on over there? Dude, I just the, the artwork... Which is funny. Now, granted, this dates back to when? When do you I think, think it's like 96, 95? Um, do they have a date on the actual book? Let me see if it's like real books. Ninety one. Wow. Okay. All right. So this goes back to ninety one. Now, compare this, and I hate to shit on this this new thing that you had just gotten, but compare this to Hero Book. Yes. Okay. When you take a look at the artwork between the two, like th- this was done fucking 30 plus years ago. Right. Right? 30, about 30, uh, 29 years ago. Dude, the artwork in this shit is fucking cool. You know? I, I, it's, it's just fitting. Like the picture of the fighter. They have a cleric. They show this chick with like big titties. She's the cleric. The magic user. So what do you want to do? You want to... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Dude, this red dragon, by the way, used to give me nightmares. Yeah. Nightmares. Um, You're banished to the black hole. <laughs> when I talk, you'll say, yes, my gatekeeper. You know the difference? This is a board game with with a rule book that is 64 pages. Oh, I think it's like an independent module, I believe. Right, but my point, like, you, you see this, and it's intimidating as a child. You see rule book. 64 pages. Oh, that's you look yeah, at Monopoly, yeah, it's four. Right. And you're like, what the fuck kind of game did I just get my hands on? And yeah, there was that stigma attached to it that you were going to like become like a fucking satanic killer of small children. Anyway. Um, yeah, there's a little fucking monster uh, compendium in the back. You have like different spells, um, different adventures that you can go on. What's like a... How do you attack... In this edition of D and D, saving throws. Oh, saving throws works. What, what, what does it say for saving throws back in ninety one? All right, saving throws. When your PC attacks in melee or missile combat, you make a hit roll to see if he hits the target. But there are many special attacks, such as magical or dragon's breath, that hit automatically. A savings throw. Gives a character a chance to avoid the unavoidable or at least decrease its effect on him. So, long story short, there is a table here, character saving throws, and it would tell you uh, if your character is a cleric, level one through four, it had a saving throw. If you were level five, it had a separate one. It would do that for all. So, the it was different... like a static saving throw. Correct. So, okay. and then their categories would be against death ray or poison, magic wands, paralysis or turn to stone, rods or dragon breath. 
staves and spells. And then it would give you a number that would be your saving throw. Okay. Again, based on your class. Yeah, they went over armor class and uh, spells and magical items and all this other shit. Dude, this game was ahead of its time. Can I see the, the book? Yeah. This game was ahead of its time. Now, you played this one, correct? Yeah, I, used, I had that. Yep. Look how different the character sheet is. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, my God. Is there an adventure in here? Yeah, yeah, right in the middle of the book. I think right after that section with the, uh, with the combat, right after spells, you have adventures. Did you find it? Here we go. Is there, are there any other books in there or no? Um, you have... So you have the introduction sheet. You have the join the adventure into the new worlds of excitement and fun in every issue. That's when you can sign up for like Dragon Magazine. Okay. Um, a flyer for the actual books. You know, the, the role-playing books. And then you have like this uh, compendium. Morale is an optional rule, which means that you only have to use it if you want to. Morale is a measure of a character's courage, loyalty, and high spirits. By using morale, you can make the monsters seem a little more realistic, but you can still have lots of fun if you don't use it. In a battle, the players decide whether their characters will fight, flee, or surrender. This is their decision alone. No PC can be forced to surrender or to flee if the player doesn't want to. The player's characters are as brave or cowardly as a player wants them to be. To determine how brave a monster is, you have to use his morale score. A high morale score means that the creature is brave. A low morale score means that the creature is cowardly. The morale check. To see if a monster will continue fighting, make a morale check. Roll 2d6 and compare it to the morale score listed in the creature's description. If the result is less than or equal to the creature's morale score, it passes the check and continues the fight. Can I point out something that's far more valuable than anything that you're going to read in that book? Yes. In this box, there are two postcards that you can mail in. Really? And I'm wondering, what do you get? One is a TSR Inc. customer response card. But the one that I'm more interested in is order now. Save 40% off the cover price. Save $1.65 an issue. Ooh. For two years and $55, you can get 24 issues of amazing stories. Now, here's my question. On this card, it says credit card holders call toll free. Who do you think answers the phone when you call? What is the number? 1-800-372-4667. And if we sign up now, we get a limited edition hat. This call may be recorded for quality assurance. Okay. We have a special promotion today for select callers. So if get a free you are hat? over 50, please press 1 now. Oh. If not, press 2. If you are 25 years or older, press 1. Mm -hmm. If you are under 25, press... If you'd like to take a vacation in the next year, press 1. 
If not, press Do I go to Dragonlance? vacations with the whole family, press 1. Mm -hmm. If you prefer you have been selected for a free Caribbean cruise for two. No way. You are only responsible for nominal port fees of $65 per person. Perfect. In you and I. vacation, to accept your cruise, please press 1 now. To yeah. Decline, press 2. I want the cruise. Thank you for calling the Auto Saving Center. This is Sarah on a recorded line. Can you hear me? Bye, Sarah. <laughs> I thought I was getting Amazing Stories magazine. Oh, is that what that was for? Yeah. I thought I was getting... When they said a free gift on Can here, see it? it says free limited edition hat offer. Here. I might call them back. <laughs> and, and ask for your subscription to Amazing Magazine. Do you think when you call back again, you're going to get Sarah... Or do you think they have like an expansive network of people answering the phone at whatever scam this is? Um, what was that number, by the way? I want to search it online and see what it actually goes to. That number was... Now they have my fucking number. Uh, 800-372-4667. Thank you. As the mist parts, your ship arrives in the Caribbean. Pirates and gangsters alike line the docks. Oh, you think they're selling you an adventure? What else would it be? Uh, do I get my free fucking hat? <laughs> no way. Yes. Hold on. Let me confirm if this is actually 100% true. Uh, keypad. What is the number again? Three, seven, two. Yep. Four, six, six, seven. Yes. One eight hundred dragons. <laughs> Let's try again. What if you say no to everything? I did. You have dialed oh. a number that is not available from your calling area. How can that be? But I just called. Let's try again. You have dialed a number that is not available. I think they blocked me. That's fucked up. Just on a hang up. I missed the opportunity. I should have just went with it. Fuck. All right. Well. Well, that was fun. Anything else? No. How do we? How do we go on from that? <laughs> um. I'm fucking. I'm more pissed off for the fact that they blocked your number after one phone call. Yeah. Like, what happens if you just you you were in it? You were in for the prize. Two. All you had to do was pay for port fees for two people. $65. Do you want to try? We could have gone. No, we're going to save this one. We're okay. going to craft something fun. Okay. We're going to have fun with them. I, I want to find out how we can tie the phone into the system and then record. That way we get... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to plan this one out. Maybe next week we'll call them up. Okay. Because I'll do it from my phone. Um, $130. We go to Jamaica. That's it. Slay dragons. Fuck. Uh, and a free hat, I'm assuming. I'm still... I'm still on this free hat. So. We'll get it. 
Okay. What does the hat look like, anyway? I don't even think there's a picture of it. All I know uh, is no, Amazing no Magazine, no. and they're giving away a free fucking hat. All right. Yep. Well, uh, two polysexuals. Uh, step Stepiosexual? Yes. I think they're the same thing. Mm. Two uh, sore losers. How do I cheer myself? That's a good point. You know. To uh, our Caribbean island adventure to find the last issue of Amazing Stories. 1-800-DRAGON. $130, I'm in. Free hat. Two dice. And pipes. <laughs>